Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Critical Care Practitioner podcast. Um, I am very fortunate to be joined by two of my fellow colleagues over on the other side of the pond over in the States. Um, we've got uh, John White. Um, John and I met at the um, uh, American Association of Critical Care Nurses Conference back in Orlando, but we've, we spoke uh, probably a good uh, eight, ten months before that as well for one of the podcasts. And we're also joined by um, Kelly. And Kelly, I forgive me, I don't know your surname. It is Reap, just like my Twitter hashtag, at ReapRN. Okay. So, John, just introduce yourself first, and then, uh, Kelly, you can do likewise, if you would. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm uh, John White on uh, Twitter. I'm at Tech Nurse John, um, and I, uh, I'm an ICU critical care nurse in the United States. And um, I was hoping to pull together a conversation here to talk about tweet chats, Twitter chats, um, and we'll get into that in a moment. Um, so go ahead, and Kelly. Okay, and Kelly. Okay, yes, I'm Kelly Reap. Um, again, on Twitter, I am at Reap R N. That's Reap like sheep R E E P. Okay. And uh, I am a, a brand new clinical nurse specialist, um, which is an advanced practice role here um, in the U.S. Um, my background is ICU nursing, particularly cardiovascular, and that is the population group I work with now um, in my new role. Okay. So, John got in touch with me probably, well, we had a discussion both during and shortly after the uh, conference over in Orlando and John um, probably has a slightly bigger geek hat than I do I think um, mine is fairly impressive but I think John's is is probably more impressive um, John's into uh, the VR world is is something that you're exploring quite a lot at the moment I believe um, I, I've not quite understood the potential of it I'm sure it's massive but um, so John and I had a discussion about the use of technology in not not in critical care, but in the um, the staff within critical care. So, John, why don't you carry on with that conversation, um, and we can talk about the Twitter chats because I think that's the main um, area we're going to be discussing. Isn't yeah, it? I'm glad you talked about VR. I won't get into it in any detail here, but um, I am going to be talking with someone. Uh, I think in a couple of weeks here, someone from Scotland actually uh, about VR and some of the okay. stuff that she's doing. But that's another that's another Great. chat. Um, okay. So Kelly kind of introduced herself. I, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Twitter chat that she started up uh, maybe two or three months ago. Uh, it's hashtag TweetRN, and we do it every Monday night in the U.S., 9 p.m. Eastern time in the U.S. Uh, so I wanted to have Kelly kind of come on, and we could talk about that. So Kelly, um, given the focus of our discussion here, sort of um, – you started the tweet chat a few months ago. Do you want to talk a little bit about it and um, and and the associated from the bedside account? Sure. Um, so I've been on Twitter for about ten years, but been really active with what I call healthcare Twitter for about five. Um, so in that time, I've been involved at times in various chats, and I, um, but mostly they they were doctor heavy chats. Um, and I was really surprised that there was not um, any kind of nursing chat that I could find. As John mentioned, there is We Nurses, I think, uh, that's in England that seems to be very popular, but its focus is student uh, nurses, I believe. So 
Um, so about actually Tweet RN has been live since the end of June. Um, I just had talked with a handful of people like um, John about trying to start some kind of chat. And, and we came up with topics right out of the gate. I mean, just boom, 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 you know, whether it was staffing or workplace violence or burnout. Um, it just seemed like there were topics that nurses were dying to talk about. Um, so that's kind of how this got started. And, um, you know, we probably have about, I don't know how many of us are, there are probably about eight of us that, that take turns leading the chat. Um, and just for some statistics, I pulled, we had a, a tweet chat um, yesterday, and there were 663,289 impressions and 55 participants in that one-hour wow. chat. Wow. Yeah, well, actually, I, you said June, so I guess I was off by quite a bit. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it seems like you were working nights a lot during the summer, so maybe you just have kind of dropped in since August. <laughs> that's true. Um, that's actually a good point you bring up uh, about the topics. I remember back when you were starting this out and we had kind of started mapping out the topics that um, people might cover um, each week. And I thought to myself, wow, we're, we might run out of topics here fairly quickly. And then as more people have gotten involved and um, more and the conversations have occurred, just each week, a number of different potential topics come up that we could talk about. And, and it's it almost seems limitless at this point. Um, yeah. I agree. So, uh, so kind of what are, do you have any goals? Like when you came into this, you, you mentioned that we did, there wasn't really a, a nursing focused chat per se, at least in the uh, US. Did you have any kind of goals or do you have something in mind that you wanted to do with this or? Um, well, you know, I think I just love Twitter and I talk about it with people all the time and they think I'm crazy, but you know, I found that it's been such a great source of professional development. And one of the things I found is, you know, support. Um, and I, and that's what I felt like was maybe lacking as far as the chats. It's just something where nurses could talk about nurse specific topics. Um, whenever I, I, like I've been involved for instance before in the um, healthcare leadership, um, I think it's hashtag HCLDR. Um, I was involved in girl med Twitter um, which is focused on women in medicine. So they were, you know, gracious to allow nurses to participate, but there was always that feeling of like, you know, I can't relate to, you know, this topic or that topic. And so what I really wanted was a chat that would allow nurses to talk about nurse topics specifically. It's not closed to other disciplines, but, you know, there are many things that I often feel are simmering below the surface um, you know, on Twitter about nurses. So I wanted first to give nurses a place to have their voice heard. Um, and I wanted to give them a place to find support with other nurses. And then I also really wanted to promote evidence-based practice so that when we do talk about these topics, you know, we're not just sitting there and perhaps complaining about burnout, but we're actually offering, you know, here's what the literature says, here's what works, here's what doesn't. So, so Kelly, just to, just to interrupt a little bit there, what kind of topics have you covered? Uh, so last night, for instance, we actually talked about, um, of all things, failing senior nursing students. And I thought, wow, this is such a, this is such a, a narrow topic of focus. 
Um, but it was really quite a lively talk. And it, it was led by one of our, um, I guess, our DNPs who is and another clinical instructor. And, and the issue just came up, you know, when do you fail a nursing student? You know, what sort of criteria do you use? And um, really, there was a, a lot of back and forth about that. We've talked about um, the LGBTQA and in nursing, um, how we help those patients. Um, we've talked about, again, bur nurse burnout. Um, I talked about um, the absence of nurses in media, the absence of nurse voices in media. Um, what are some other things, John? I mean, it's just been, um, so we've yeah. talked about, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, it's been sort of a, I wouldn't say, I don't know if it's fair to say random, but it's been a somewhat random collection because as, like I said before, as we kind of go along, we, we discover, Hey, you know, here's, here are three more things to talk about. So um, just just talk to me that. about the discovery process there, though, John. You talk about how we discover these things, but but what what happened? Who 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 suggests these topics, and how do they come about? Do they come up through the tweet chats that you've had previously, or are you talking amongst yourselves, and or does somebody just have a bit of a light bulb moment and say, "What about this? How does that happen?" Uh, it's been a little bit of everything. I wish I could remember some of the specific topics that I've done recently, but I know, for example, with myself. Um, you know, just being on Twitter and seeing some of the conversation that goes on among nurse Twitter and med Twitter, uh, something will pop out and I'll, and I'll think to myself, you know, we could, we could have this long discussion thread right now about this particular topic, um, but it might head in a uh, unsavory uh, direction. And maybe we should just bring that into the uh, Twitter chat and, and make it a topic. So I've, you know, saved off tweets that I've seen um, or started to participate in and uh, said, you know, we'll talk about this in a month or whenever, whenever we have some time. Um, but also we've got sort of a, a group of people who are exchanging ideas um, sort of behind the scenes. And, um, you know, a number of us are involved in the chat, um, either running the chat or just participating from a sort of a, uh, visit, a visitor standpoint. And as conversations are going on, people are seeing uh, different topics that are slightly related to what we're talking about, but it's it's a whole other conversation. So we'll say, you know what, this would be something great to talk about in a month or so or next week or whenever, whenever time's available. So it's been really a collection of a variety of ways of pulling the topics up. At least that's what I've seen. And, and how so are you letting people, how are you, sorry, Kelly, how are you letting people know what topics you're talking about? I'll let Kelly answer that. So, <laughs> so I was just going to, um, interject with that. So there's usually two things going on at one time. There's, there's a behind the scenes direct message with all of us um, on Twitter where we're just, you know, throwing out ideas. So for instance, even after last night's conversation, uh, you know, we're having a, a conversation on direct message about, hey, we should, you know, we need to talk about clinical ladders. We need to talk about bedside report. We need to talk about magnet versus non-magnet hospitals. So, you know, some sort of these topics just get thrown out. And then there's also really just a Google document that we have um, where we keep a calendar and we have a sign up and then you, you'll put your topic. Um, and, and, and we've gotten so busy or, or such great participation that now we're really generally having two people host at one time. So uh, one of us will host from the actual um, Twitter account at from the bedside and then another person will will just 
you know, be themselves and sort of help with the running commentary there. We've, we've also had occasionally guest hosts. The great thing is um, I've had people direct message us on from the bedside and suggest topics. And so we've had uh, two or three guest hosts to come on and talk about topics that they were passionate about, um, like trauma-informed nursing care. That came from another nurse. And so I just created the slides. Cre- you know, She sent me the questions. I did some research on it to make sure that what she was talking about was correct. But she really did you know, the lion's share of the work. Yeah, and I think it's great because we have such a diverse group of people. And like Kelly said, people come in from sort of outside, I guess you'd say. Um, you know, like I'm an ICU nurse, so there are a lot of things about certain areas of nursing that I don't know much about, but there are also a lot of things that I'm passionate about in the area that I work. And so each of us have um, different interests and different passions. And, you know, there I could not lead a Twitter chat on a number of the topics that we've discussed, but there are people who have interest in and know a lot about some of the things that we're talking about. So they'll lead it in that case. So, so, so tell, yeah. tell me Kelly, because one of the things that I, I, I've taken part in one or two Twitter chats and um, led one or two as well uh, a few years ago, the biggest problem I have with Twitter chats is that sometimes the conversation can go so either so quickly or off at a tangent that actually by the time you've replied to somebody about a point they have made you could possibly have missed several of the other points and i i sometimes find twitter chats a little hard to follow because there could be there can be three or four different conversations going on at the same time can't there between various members of the of the 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 audience or the contributors if you like you know i i do see that i haven't seen that with our group as much lately I, i don't really have an account for that, but I do know we kind of follow us, uh, the same format, which is, um, you know, we generally have an introduction slide and then we sort of have the rules for, you know, um, as you answer each question, use A1 or A2, be sure to use the hashtag TweetRN so that everybody can see your answers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then we have basically four questions. So there's, you know, every 15 minutes, the question is changing. Um, again, but kind of like you said, because there's so many people being involved, there's usually two of us now. Um, so I haven't found any participant, you know, who seems to want to pull the conversation off to themselves. Um, so we've been, I think, fortunate in that, um, in that situation. Okay. Yeah. And I, and I've, um, you know, some of the people who have been um, running the chats and stuff, I've, I've talked to them and said, you know, you have to understand that this is this is one hour, and one hour sounds like a long time. But if you have four to five questions, that's basically ten to fifteen minutes a question, and that time goes amazingly fast. So you're you're never going to get into great detail. Um, if if your topic is too broad, you're you're gonna you're gonna just graze the the surface basically. Um, which, which enables us to keep this going. Because if you think about it, like an hour goes super fast, you you discover all these other things that you could talk about for another hour. And that's how we end up with a lot more, um, you know, future conversations and everything. Exactly. But, and one thing we also say is we kind of have a little saying, like, uh, keep the conversation going. And that's because, you know, we do have people on the other side of the pond uh, who can't join our chat at 9 p.m. And so we'll, we'll usually say, you know, if, 
even if you weren't able to be a part of the chat, you know, reply, you know, and use the hashtag because one of us is kind of always monitoring that account. I mean, I go on daily and look at notifications, check for messages. And so um, sometimes we can have sort of an ongoing conversation. And if, if you get that occasional person who's, you know, bitter or who's saying something, you know, that you really wouldn't agree with, you can, you know, you can kind of address that or not retweet it. And, um, you know, I've, I've not found anybody to promote anything yet that I'm ashamed of. So, you know, I'm hoping that it'll keep going in that direction. So you haven't encountered any trolls as such at the, uh, as, as far as you're aware? Not yet. And I hope this doesn't invite them either. <laughs> so yeah, I, so I, not, not yet. That was actually uh, one of the things I was going to bring up in, in conversation here is um, it's, it's, if you spend any time on Twitter, you can see occasionally things um, go sideways. Um, and that's something that I haven't <laughs> seen yet happen in the chat. Um, I don't know if it's I don't know if either one of you might have an idea why that is. I don't know if it's the type of people who are attracted to the chat or um, or time of day. I, I think I think I mean what, what's going over on uh, over uh, on here at the moment. I mean, a we've got your wonderful president with us, um, but the other thing <laughs> is that we're in, we're in the middle of a, a, an election process as well, and um, people have very strong opinions and um i generally find that some people who have those strong opinions like to um reinforce them shall i say via social mm -hmm. media so you you can find yourself and and the, the the big problem for me with twitter and it's always been the biggest problem for me with twitter is that actually having a conversation can be a little bit difficult because people can misinterpret because there's not that right. body language yeah. to be had can misinterpret Absolutely. what you said and that's why the emoji comes in and is you know i've it's proved immensely valuable for me to chuck on a smiley face so i can just reassure people that actually i'm being a bit tongue-in-cheek occasionally so it can happen yeah. that way can't it um, yeah. and, and twitter does inspire some people with some very strong opinions who want to make them quite strongly as well but there you go um okay so um there was an, another question occurred to me and it's gone straight out of my head now. Uh, oh yes. I just wanted to um, bring you back a point because you said about we nurses being aimed at uh, student nurses. It's not actually aimed at student nurses, it's aimed at okay. nurses as well, um, throughout the whole training pathway. And I actually had a conversation. My, if you go back to my very first podcast I ever made, the reason I started podcasting was because of we nurses. Um, the lady that runs it is a lady called Teresa Chin. Um, she was uh, what we call an agency nurse over here. So she was just, you know, going from hospital to hospital, wherever the jobs were, rather than having a, a contract, she was just employed on an ad hoc basis. Um, and she was feeling that she was losing touch with um, her nursing education, if you like, or, or, or the, the big things in nursing. So she decided that she would start, she would go onto Twitter A and start Twitter chats B. Um, so um, I wanted to talk to her about it. And I thought, well, what's the point in me having a conversation just between me and her? Let's record the conversation. And then everybody can find out why she um, has um, been inspired to do this. And we've, we've had two conversations. Um, I chatted to her again uh, about a year later. And I do wonder whether um, it might be something, um, I'm sure she'd be more than happy to come and talk to you. Um, she's she's a lovely person. Um, so it might be an idea to involve her in a conversation about this at yeah, some time in the future perfect. as well. Yeah, that would be great. I, I really do. I, 
uh, I stand corrected, and I appreciate that. Um, I actually follow Teresa on Twitter, I believe, and um, and yeah, I would, you know, I would love to, you know, it'd be fun to have a, a cross continental talk. Yeah, she. I mean, she she is the nicest person, and she's got the loveliest outlook in life. Um, and you know, she just it, this thing just grew and grew and grew. She suddenly found herself with sixty thousand followers, you know, and and they followed her for a reason. Um, because she made lots of valid points, but she, I did first did a Twitter chat with her, um, and she, and, and this is sorry, John, I'm taking over a little bit here, <laughs> Jonathan. I know that you, I, I, I know that you can't have an A other way, so, <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, you're a natural interviewer, so that's just how it's going to go. <laughs> what, one of the things she did, Kelly, and I, I don't know, and it's a question that John's asked you actually in the email, is that um, I hosted a Twitter chat, and what she likes people to do after they've hosted a Twitter chat is then to summarize that Twitter chat, which they, she then puts on her website. Um, is that something you've been doing as well with your Twitter chats? Is there any way of um, collating the information that you gather or the points that are being made for future reference and to help um, move conversations on in other areas? So, uh, so I will say I've started that process. Um, I have, I have started or I've obtained um, a blog, I think it's through WordPress, uh, called from, you know, at Lessons from the Bedside, I believe it's called. I have not posted anything there yet just because life is as it is. But that is my goal is to sort of um, collate these and have them there. And then also, you know, just provide, provide it as an outlet for um, more nurse conversation, but also maybe some, some evidence-based um, how-tos, nursing hacks, and that kind of thing. I know um, one of the nurses that I follow was interested in some kind of tweet more along the lines of you know, practice issues, then I, I would say what we talk about so far on Tweet RN is more of the, you know, the passions of nursing or the rocks in your shoes kind of issues in nursing and not like, how do you manage your chest drainage systems? And so yeah. I think, yeah. you know, maybe it could be a you know, an avenue for something like that too. There's lots of resources out there already that do that kind of thing. You know, I'm, I'm a big user of YouTube for learning mm -hmm. those kinds of things because they're visual things, aren't they? Um, right. But, you know, I, I just wonder whether some of the conversations that you're having as well as being blogged might be something that would inspire those people who um, are engaged in those conversations to take part in something like this, for example. You know, let's mm -hmm. you, you, you bounce that rock off, off, off the water and you skim it across the ocean and just see where else it bounces and where else it takes us. You know, that for me, that's the kind of conversation you're having, which would then help other people to move on and, and have that conversation in different ways as well. Yeah, you know, that, um, um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, John. Oh, I was just going to say that um, <laughs> that brings up a pretty a whole other conversation we could have about um, about content and how much content is available out there for people to get. Um, and and so looking at things from two two different sides. So looking at it from the perspective of a um, consume con content consumer. Um, Boy, there's so much stuff out there. How do I even know where to look and and where do I focus yeah. my attention? And then from a producer standpoint, um, I know how difficult it is producing content. And once you start going down that path of now you're managing a tweet chat and then you're managing a blog and then you're managing a YouTube site, yeah. like holy moly, it starts to like get up, get a, a, away from itself. But that's a yeah. whole other conversation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm taking us down a, a bit. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I think to talk about, um, Jonathan, what you were saying about how you, you know, you start this conversation, this tweet chat, and then people take it other places. I know in my own professional life, um, Twitter um, has been an amazing um, resource for me, and I have found myself involved in things I never thought I would be. Um, for instance, I'm going to be talking about um, using Twitter for professional development at the National Conference for Clinical Nurse Specialists here in the United States mm -hmm. um, in March of this year. And, you know, and that's... Come on, an tell, tell, tell me then, tell me then, sorry to interrupt you, I do this a lot <laughs> as well, I, you have to forgive me. Why do you love Twitter? Tell me why you love Twitter, why, why, why you're so passionate about it, because I have the same thing. I tell people about Twitter and you, you know you've lost them because they glaze over quite quickly. Right, um, right. There's no persuading them. So tell me why you love Twitter. I love Twitter because there is a flattening of hierarchies on Twitter that you don't see anywhere else in healthcare. Um, and mm -hmm. I think about how, for instance, when I was an ICU nurse and you know, I was hungry for knowledge and I wanted to learn things. Well, doctors, for instance, or advanced practice providers are too busy during the day to just sit with you and talk about, you know, a CT finding or, you know, how to manage a particular patient. Um, and you, you certainly didn't have the kind of camaraderie that I see on Twitter where I might be talking with a nephrologist and a cardiologist and an advanced practice provider. And you, and you still may have a, a a nursing assistant in the same conversation, all talking about patient care. So that's the first thing I love about it. And, and I feel like it's even given me sort of professional courage so that um, when I interact with other disciplines, I'm, you know, I'm not as intimidated by them as I might have been five years ago. Mm -hmm. um, because, because I know, for instance, this doctor that I follow wouldn't says, no, people shouldn't treat nurses that, you know, it kind of gives you that courage. Yeah. And um, I also feel like Twitter is a unique place to be heard. If you think about the fact that, that you can actually, um, you know, follow thought leaders and, and interact with them. Um, I think about a conference I was at and I had a question. It was a cardiology conference and I had a question um, for the speaker and I wasn't able to get a hold of him. So I went on Twitter and, and tagged one of the cardiologists that I follow on Twitter, and he answered me in five minutes. I mean, what kind yeah. of access does anybody else have like that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, you named the two reasons why I love Twitter as well. Um, the flattening of the hierarchy for me is the most important feature of Twitter because, like you say, you can have conversations with people that probably you wouldn't be able to if you were in the same professional room with them. Um, but right. on Twitter, I, I think the very fact that – if anyone's got um, thousands of followers or even hundreds of followers, you know that they're taking Twitter quite seriously and they are the kind of people who will have a conversation with you quite happily as well. Um, I think there are a lot of people who go on Twitter because they feel they ought to and they don't particularly get into it or use it particularly well. But the ones like I think the three of us in this room who use Twitter fairly regularly, John mainly to talk about his um, football team's dismal season, but we don't <laughs> talk about that at the moment uh, John, did you see that i saw that play sorry uh, kelly this this won't go into the podcast but i saw that play today um that the the was that um was that for the point after they were going for there no that was for a touchdown oh. my friend and this absolutely should go into the podcast <laughs> by the way because 
<laughs> because every time we talk, somehow the Miami Dolphins end up in the conversation. Oh, anyway, so I, I played that. At first, I couldn't even see where the ball had gone. I thought, who's got the ball? Anyway, sorry, Kelly. Um, so, um, yeah, you know, the people who are on Twitter and take it seriously are the kind of people who will happily have a discussion with you. Um, and Twitter for me as well um, gives me an opportunity because I wouldn't, I wouldn't have met you. I wouldn't have met John. I wouldn't have gone to Orlando if it weren't for Twitter. Um, so it gives an opportunity to network with people from around the world, doesn't it? You know, the nursing profession Absolutely. is a worldwide profession. Um, I, I think it's Twitter is very... Um, shall we say, uh, Western dominated at the moment, but I hope given time that, you know, we will get people from um, the uh, Asian subcontinent and more from um, not just South Africa, but Africa, but Africa itself. I don't see many South Americans on there. Um, that might be a language thing, but hopefully um, eventually we will um, be a bigger family and be able to network to a greater degree. Right, absolutely. Sorry, I paused there. I, <laughs> I do stop no, again. I, I just preach, you were preaching preaching to the choir. You know, you put it very well. It's it's a global. And you know, when you talk to nurses around the world, what you find is it's a small world <laughs> because we all have the same sort of practice problems, regardless of of what country you're in. And and sometimes I find comfort in that. Um, you know, knowing that what I'm struggling with here is not necessarily unique to me, and I can talk to somebody that's in England or Australia or New Zealand yeah. and they're having the same issues. Yeah. Yeah. It is pretty amazing. I, I blame, I blame Kelly for this today. I got kind of, um, I kind of got pulled into a Canadian conversation that I probably just should have stayed out of. <laughs> but like you, you listen, you listen to, you know, you, you see what other nurses are saying from, from the UK or from Canada or Australia or other parts of the world. And, and it's the same thing. You're, you know, we're all dealing with the same, thing which is pretty fascinating Absolutely, because ultimately john ultimately and i said this to somebody the other day you cut us in half we're all nurses through and through yeah and yes. you know <laughs> the center of the center of my professional world is not twitter it's not youtube it's my patient um and if i can do something that makes my patient better help healthier happier or towards a more dignified death then ultimately that's what i want and it's what all the nurses want and that's why we can have the same conversations yeah and I will add another benefit of, of Twitter is that you do hear the patient's perspective. And, and we don't necessarily, when I'm on Twitter, I'm not necessarily reaching out to um, any particular patient. But occasionally there was a conversation today. Someone had put out a poll, you know, about, you know, readiness for transfer or discharge. And, and then you find that doctors and nurses are also patients sometimes are, fa are families of patients and they have a very different perspective about things. And so I've, I've definitely, um, I think become even more patient centric through Twitter, just, just seeing how our profession can sometimes overlook, um, what patients are going through or thinking. I've definitely, um, you know, a lot of the conversations we used to have about, you know, drug users or drug seekers, you know, all of that kind of stuff has been really tamed, for me through my um, interaction on Twitter. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. So I know we're um, 
we're running long here because that's usually what happens when we get talking. We're on 31 <laughs> minutes and 24 <laughs> seconds looking at my time. So. There, there, are, there's <laughs> one, there is one thing I wanted to talk about before we leave, but before I get to that, um, I was just wondering if Kelly could tell me if there's anything that you've learned from running these Twitter chats that you could share with us, um, not either either from a like a practice standpoint or from the perspective of actually running the chat um, sort of thing. So, um, I will say that serendipitously, I have learned the value of a great team. Um, when I started this, John, you were one of the original people that actually kind of encouraged encourage this when I wanted to not do it. Um, but I had, you know, two or three people in mind and I was very careful about who I invited to do this because I didn't want anybody that was, um, you know, known as what's the word. Um, I can't think of the word right now, but somebody who was, you know, a pot stirrer. I didn't want anybody like that hosting the, the chat. And so I've got such good people that really, it's not been an effort to run this because it's been self-sustaining. Um, there's very little that I have to do on the weeks that I'm not responsible for a tweet chat. So that's been a great thing um, to learn about the value of a team. And then I, I think the other thing I have mulling in the back of my mind is at some point, I think I'd love to write an article just called listening to nurses because um, you know, we've heard so much, this year on these different topics. And, and I just, again, am so amazed and moved by my profession um, because nurses really and truly care about patients. They care about doing a good job. And the thing that frustrates them the most is when they're not able to do those two things. Yeah. I think that's, I think so that's one of that's the things that saying. can come across wrong from a lot of people or come across in the wrong way from a lot of people on Twitter is um, their frustrations come out and they're misconstrued um, and they're pro and sometimes they're misguided yeah. or misdirected um, and it's their frustration kind of boiling over uh, in a, maybe not in the yeah. right way, but, but we, yeah, their burnout, their burnout is evident. Right. 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 And to some yeah. degree, I would, I would think it's safe to say that a large majority of us um, uh, are feeling that way in different, in different ways. Um, so they're definitely not alone, but um, their frustration kind of boiled over maybe a little bit more than. than. Yeah. So um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about, or uh, I don't know if either or both of you are involved at all in the um, Twitter journal club that uh, I know one of the people, Brian Bowling, is involved in, but I think there are a lot of people involved in it. Um, are either one of you familiar with it? Uh, and can you speak to it at all? Or uh, I'm not, unfortunately, because uh, one of the main reasons being, which is why I don't, I'm not involved in, in the Twitter chat that Kelly does either, is because of the timings. Mm. Um, you know, nine o'clock in the evening is about sort of three o'clock, well, two o'clock in the morning for me. So, but I have been involved in journal clubs before, um, and they are very useful if they're if they're done right, definitely. Um, you, you know, I think the Journal Club actually hasn't started. I messaged yeah. Brian uh, right before this chat and just said, has the <laughs> Journal Club started? Because I haven't gotten to be a part. <laughs> he said it started yeah. in January, but I think it's a fantastic idea. And Brian will be excellent, excellent to lead that. Yeah. So, yeah. Jonathan, I'm curious, did you, your journal, the journal clubs that you have been involved in, are they 
live, not necessarily online. Is that true or no? Uh, these are these are uh, via Twitter. Oh, they are. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. just kind of so, curious how that would go, and and obviously we'll see how it'll um, go. I know that Brian was planning on starting it in January or yeah, this coming year. Um, but yeah. but sort of some of the things we talked about earlier, the conversation can go in so many different uh, directions, and it's sometimes hard if you're trying to manage the chat to to keep up with the conversation. Um, but I'm not sure that it's necessary to keep up with the conversation. I think we talked about this earlier. Um, Jonathan, you asked the question. Conversations can go in a bunch of different directions and you it's sort of like a room full of people, right? I mean, if you've got 20 people in a room, you're not going to know every conversation that's happening amongst all of the 20 people, but is that necessarily a problem? The, the point is to bring people together and have them talk and maybe they'll go off in the corner and talk amongst themselves and and that's that's fine. You know, it's all logged, it's all logged. And if everyone's using the hashtag, then if you're so inclined, you can go seek out the conversations and maybe get involved later. That's kind of the one of the nice things about doing asynchronous conversation on Twitter, right? Uh, it might be an hour long, but I could come back to it tomorrow morning and, and kind of sift through and see if there's anything that interests me that I might want to get involved in. But, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So that's, um, we are, we are 30, almost 37 minutes in. So, so I, I think I've used enough of everyone's time at this point. Um, Kelly, did you have any other thoughts or anything you wanted to um, contribute before uh, we sort of wrap this up? Um, no, just um, thanks for inviting me to talk about it. And uh, anybody that's listening, I hope you will uh, follow up from the bedside or join our tweet or in chats. I mean, that's an absolute pleasure. And um, I will work on um, perhaps um, sometime uh, next year. I'm going to also see if I can get uh, Karin Gerber uh, involved. She is the organiser of the British Association of Critical Care Nurses Conference, and they also hold a regular uh, Twitter chat. So maybe if we can get her and Teresa and yourselves in the same room, we can have a, a super conversation about Twitter chats uh, amongst um, Oh, that'd be great. Um, I'm sure we can make that. That would be awesome. Uh, sometimes it's like herding cats, getting everyone in the same room at the same time. Um, but we can make it happen with a bit of persistence, um, definitely. Um, thanks, John, for organising this. Um, what I will do is um, I will make, hopefully this will download perfectly well. And as soon as it does, I will share the relevant folder with you. Um, and if you're both happy, um, I'll, I'll edit it a little bit just to get rid of some of the fluff. I'm going to leave the Miami, Miami Dolphins <laughs> conversation in there. That's a requirement. That. <laughs> yeah, um, and um, I will. Um, I, I won't mess with it too much. I don't tend to, uh, mainly because it's very time-consuming, um, and uh, you, you know you can lose a bit of the thread as well if you do too much with it. Um, so um, it's been brilliant chatting to you both, um, John. Can you let me know next time you have an idea and we can get together again? Yeah, you bet. Okay. Nice to meet you, Kelly. Thank you both. We'll Thank you both. Face to face one day. Uh, were you at the? Um, were you in Orlando last year? I was not last year. I will be at NTI this year. Uh, I don't think I'm uh, going to make it I, this I, year. I'm, I, I'm hopeful I might yeah. get to San Diego. So um, maybe we might meet up there. Yes, yes, that is my plan to be at San Diego as well. Excellent. Okay. Well, I'm coming for the weather, if nothing else. So. <laughs>
Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, John, nice to, speak to you. nice to speak to you, Kelly, as well. I hope you don't get too drowned in snow, John. You could send some our way. We like a bit of snow, just not for too, much, too long, that's all. I have no problem getting rid of it, so I'll definitely send some your way. <laughs> all right, I appreciate everyone's time. All right, thank you. Yeah, guys. thank you. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.